Hey everybody, this is the first part of a two-part episode. First time we've ever done this, maybe it'll be our last. I have no idea. Fate's not in my hands. But, uh, also this episode is extremely graphic, so if you don't like that, um, stop listening. Anyway, enjoy. Welcome to the Teach Me Good podcast with your host, Art Kai. Soon you'll hear from him and his friend Fernando, and later they'll talk to a special guest who will teach them about something. Not everything will be accurate, but hey, we're all just trying our best out here. Yee-haw! Enjoy. Fernando. What's going on, Art? What is going on? Dude, what's up? Um, Let's just cut to the chase. Let's just cut. To the chase. Snip, snip. Foreskin is what we're talking about. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking about foreskins. Uh, yeah, very, very hot topic. <laughs> uh, very, very of the time we're in right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very of the time. Yeah, it's a very uh, political topic right now, for sure. Because uh, for sure. because my entire life I had grown up thinking that um, the majority of people in America, let's say, have ha- are circumcised. Yeah. And it, it has been my personal experience, based on my friends and the people around me, that that is not the case. And I am the only person I know that yeah. is circumcised. Well, are a lot of your friends white? No. That's, uh, that's okay, probably that's, what it is. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's probably a huge factor. Yeah, you're right. Um, right. And, and I, I never thought about it until recently that most of my friends are not white. Most of my friends are yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Mexican. Yeah. Some kind of, some kind of Latin American. Or, uh, like, Bengali. Really? Yeah. Wow, so you guys look like a, like a community college, like, porf- yeah. like portfolio. <laughs> yeah. Like, have, like, have a, you seen, like a pamphlet. Have you seen the show Sunnyside? The the classic... Uh, I've, I've heard of it. With yeah, Cal Penn? Cal Penn? Yeah. Yeah. We look like that that crew, <laughs> that, the, the ensemble cast. I love Sunnyside. that. Yeah. But yeah. none of you, you... You grew up from Texas, famously, right? Yeah, famously so, from Texas, yes. It's amazing uh, that you have such diverse friends in Texas. Very I, don't white part this, Tex- I don't know if you know this. Texas, second most diverse state in the in the nation. Ooh. Yeah, Next little, to what? New York? Little, no, no, after California. California. New York's not even California. top 10. Yeah, the city is diverse, but yeah. the state... state yeah. Anyway, I, we're getting off track. Yeah. I went upstate recently, and it, it was crazy. It immediately... I, I was like, oh, I'm back in the boonies of Texas. Yeah. Like, Trump You're like, flags, damn. It was ridiculous. Right. Uh, You're like circumcised guys everywhere. Left yeah, everybody. Right. Yeah, every, that's, yeah. Circumcis- circumcis- circumcisions everywhere. Upstate. It's rampant in yeah. upstate New York. And now in other in parts Queens. of Texas. I live in Queens now. And, yeah. Uh, no, not a circumcision in sight. I'm the only one from my <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got their skin. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, but, yeah, Art, like, I'm, I'm circumcised personally. Yeah. And uh, you, you are not. Yeah. Um, why do you just assume that? I because can't believe you, Art has showed me <laughs> showed me his foreskin on multiple occasions. Have I asked? No, but Art's very open about this. Yeah. He, he, well, I feel I feel like we I just have to show you. Yeah. You know? It's one of those things now where it's just like, it's like you know how like a like when you get a new video game, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like do yeah. I, we sit down. I'm gonna get you. Do you want a cola? I'll get you a cola. It's Art keeps a spare change in his foreskin, and he, I don't know if you know this about Art Kai. When he pays at, at a restaurant or anything, he pays an exact change. Yeah, and so, then I just, I yeah, I, I peel it out. It's that's, like a, just a that's roll crazy. of quarters. That's a crazy idea. I feel like that's a that's a thought you've had before to just store things into my precious skin. Yeah, I, I have no one can about, touch. I have I have thought about storing my valuables in your foreskin. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man well anyway uh yeah it is true i do have uh four skins some say five skin am i right okay <laughs> so much yeah. is so much of it um yeah. that's crazy it's weird because it's like it shouldn't be weird to like be grossed out by this yet here we are i feel mm -hmm. gross sort of gross talking about it about but having, that's the weird you, thing you it's feel like gross about having foreskin or talking about no it's like sort of talking about like okay. the um, the idea of it yeah. when it's like i was like because you, you yourself you're, you're not you're not ashamed of having you're not ashamed of being uncircumcised right i, I feel like we, we've discussed this before not yeah. really yeah. no it's actually interesting. i was just thinking about this before we hopped on here where it's just like i've never really felt like weird for i've i've felt weird a, mm -hmm. a lot of times in my life right mm-hmm mm -hmm. Like my life is, I feel out of place. Yeah. I feel, I feel dumb. I feel, feel weak. Okay. I yeah. feel, I feel weird. You I feel, feel like part of the proletariat so much. I feel time. part of the proletariat. I'm yeah. surrounded by the bourgeoisie, right? Yeah. Yet, I've had, I've thought about my foreskin, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have foreskin. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's it it distinguishes me. I think the thing is like you don't see it very often, so it's easier to not like think about it as like, do yeah. I fit in or do I not fit in? You know. Okay. But, I, I, I don't know what it is about my friends, but they bring up the fact that they have foreskin. I'm going to say um, at least every other conversation. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I get I get bullied for being the only one that doesn't have foreskin yeah. all, constantly. Right. Uh, so. That's funny because I feel like in my upbringing, I would have been the one. The opposite. Being bullied. Well, it's weird because I feel like growing up, I mean, I'm just now sort of thinking about this, like growing up seeing like textbooks and stuff. Everyone had like a circumcised penis, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the kind of textbooks we were getting. I'm, I'm going to be honest. The Bible. Ne never, never saw a penis in a textbook. Uh, oh really never once uh yeah. they, gl they gloss over that in texas public schools they yeah well that's that's on you guys see and in yeah. nebraska we talk about uh all that stuff so it's like yeah. i remember just seeing that and being like oh that's just like that's just my dick just like but the skin's pulled back i didn't think it was like mm -hmm. cut off until i learned about circumcision mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah gotcha yeah. So. I would I would tell my friends that I was circumcised, and their first response would be like, "Are you Jewish?" They like, yeah. they like, "I thought you were Mexican. Are you Jewish?" And I was like, wow. "I'm not Jewish." I was like, "It's just, yeah, it's, it's just what happens." And it's yeah, just, and I knew it was a Western. I knew it was like a very because I think it's even in Europe they don't get circumcision. I think it's very no. American. Yeah, to be yeah, circumcised, yeah, definitely. Which is weird. I mean, I'm I'm I love I do love it in like, um, I have moments where people just assume that I have foreskin. I love that. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's just like, it, you know, sometimes, you know, the guys, you get together and sometimes you just end up talking about, you know, your penises, right? Yeah, um, constantly. Constantly. So it's just like, it's like, oh, dude, like I could have, I could have, I could have known you didn't have any, or you didn't have any circumcision. It's uh, like, yeah, you could have known. Yeah. Um, if I had to guess, if I saw Art on the street and I did not know him, I would assume <laughs> that he was circumcised. <laughs> you assume I was? Yeah, I was like, that's a circumcision for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's that it's that giant Trump shirt I wear yeah. all the time, the Trump <laughs> hat. Yeah, but um, it's the skateboard. It's the 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 Brooklyn location what? around you. Everything about I'm like everything about you just screams circumcision. <laughs> Fair. Either way, we're talking to a dude. Um, he was on How to with John Wilson. You guys, if you're a fan of the show, he's in episode four. Uh, his name is Ron Lowe, and he he makes a product called the TLC Tugger. And it's basically a foreskin. <laughs> wait, 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 what? The T what? TLC that's Tugger. That's what it's called. Yeah, which okay. frankly sounds like it sounds like a serial killer. Yeah, you know, the Golden State, the Golden, the Golden State Strangler. You know, what I'm saying like it's got that like choppy, nice okay. Tugger. It's like a very like violent. Anyway, we'll okay. talk about that. I'll give him some business advice. You know, I'm a mogul, but yeah, he he makes this product that helps men regrow 
restore, I think is a better word, their foreskin. Um, oh. I'm very excited to see uh, what's up. I am. Um, I am very excited as well. Maybe as I'll well. maybe I'll decide to join my friends. You should get a. You should probably. You can maybe get a promo. We should get him to. We should get him to sponsor the podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, that Please. is amazing. Please. Please. Guys, uh, enjoy this conversation. My pal, I, I don't know him. This guy named Our Mom good Love. friend. Our good my friend. My good friend. Uh, we're going to try to get him to sponsor this podcast and also talk about uh, circumcision uh, and uh, his products. So uh, enjoy this convo. You, you make no sense at all. Read that out loud. What you good. My name is Ron Lau, and I'm going to teach art about foreskin restoration because beauty is foreskin deep. <laughs> oh. I like that, was, that joke, Ron. That was that a pretty was, good one. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty solid, pretty solid quip you have there. I like it. Um, Ron, let's talk foreskins. I Please. mean, let's get into it, all right? Well, I guess we're all wondering. I mean, at least I'm wondering. Uh, how, what is your journey? Can you, can you start us from the very beginning of uh, you? And just, I'm sure you've talked about this probably in depth, right? So start wherever you think is important and then move your way up and then we'll go from there. Go ahead. So we're talking about foreskin restoration and it starts with why would somebody even bother to do that, I suppose. And the reason is because uh, when you've been circumcised, you are missing something absolutely grand. And a lot of cut guys don't know that, so that's why we're gonna talk about it. But in my case, it wait, started wait, wait. full, full disclosure full disclosure uh art art is uncircumcised and i am circumcised yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just so you know just letting you know for context yeah, yeah for context Who, who's the victim and who's intact okay yeah <laughs> we don't we don't use the word uncircumcised at all because okay. you know when you hear that word you think that circumcised is the default state mm-hmm. and while you're uncircumcised you haven't yet been you know perfected which is <laughs> it's just silly yeah um, the rhetoric and, yeah, so we're, we're careful to always just use the word intact. Okay. If you've never been circumcised, you're still intact. So how did you, what, like, was there a certain time in your life where you just, like, the light switch? Like, how did you get to this point? Like, how did you sure. start thinking about this? So I started tugging at age 38. That was 2001. But wow. I first heard about foreskin restoration in 1995 because a, a local DJ in Chicago, Johnny B., Johnny Probably. B? I know Johnny B. Yeah, the most uh, successful yeah. DJ ever out of Chicago, if you ask me. Uh, he had a guy on. He was interviewing this author about his okay. book, and the author was James Bigelow, and the book was The Joy of Uncircumcising. <laughs> and at the time, yeah. in 1995, the methods for uncircumcising mostly involved uh, wrapping medical tape around the shaft of your penis and then adding some to that and bunching it up in a way, pulling it forward, forcing the skin from the shaft to roll over the head of the penis. Oh my God. And then clipping maybe an elastic strap to that or hanging a weight from it. Ugh, okay. And that sounded very cumbersome to me. Yeah. When yeah. I heard about it, I thought, well, maybe he's got a point. Yeah. Maybe it would have been better if I was nervous circumcised, but uh, golly, I don't feel like taping a weight to my penis. And <laughs> yeah. in fact, the DJ said almost the same thing. And his sidekick, Buzz Kilman, said, yeah, couldn't he just wear a, a little hat? <laughs> like the hat would protect the penis. Like a well, fake foreskin, is what you're maybe, saying? Yeah, well, so yeah. now, uh, flash forward 10 years, there is a little hat 
I sell it. It's called the Your Skin Cone. Okay. But there's also a fake oh. foreskin, as you alluded to, and that's called the Sen Slip. So okay. a, a circumcised man in Europe uh, said, you know, there ought to be sort of an undergarment you wear on your penis that yeah. mimics the protective function of the foreskin. And that's really all this does. Right. He claims that it gives you a natural appearance. So when you whip out your penis at a line of urinals, you don't look funny. <laughs> the fact is, it looks pretty funny. It's like a sort of a flesh-colored rubber, flesh rubber glove yeah. uh, on your penis. Yeah, so, that's strange. It's, it does provide some protection, and, and there are certain circumstances where that is really the best protection you can get. For example, if you're in a karate class or you're horseback riding, okay. there are certain things where you'd never wear one of my devices because yeah. they're a little bit more bulky. His, his sure. covering provides just the protection you need for those, you know, say you're a ballet dancer. Oh, my God. You're, you're wearing tights. Somebody's going to see my device through those tights. They won't notice his. Right. Well, but anyway. Can we can we just back up here oh, sure. a little bit? So you were 38 when you like learned about this, right? I, w or... I was 38 when I started tugging. Yeah. Okay. So when did you learn about it? You're 38 as well. I, it was six years earlier. I was 32 okay. in okay. Uh, 1995, and okay. uh, this this guy was on the radio talking about all these ways you could restore your foreskin, and I thought, yeah. do I do I really believe that you can undo the amputation of a whole section of specialized skin? Yeah. Not really. But yeah. he, he claimed there were all sorts of wonderful benefits to doing what, whatever it was he did. Right. And um, that convinced you. At, you convinced. At, at the time, I didn't, I didn't do anything. That was 1995. Yeah. So it took me six yeah. years to get off the fence and, and decide. And, and things that helped me decide include the fact that um, in that time, sex for me and my wife was changing. It yeah. was taking me longer and longer to finish during sex. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so... Um, you know, there were yeah. times when she would just say, are you going to be done anytime soon? And I'd say, oh, that's, <laughs> Look that's at her right. watch. <laughs> I, I can skip it, you know. And, uh, and you know, also, in, in the 10 years we had been married, by, by, by 2000, uh, there had never been an instance where we had successfully brought me to orgasm through oral stimulation. Wow. And that made me wonder, gosh, are, are other people not ever finishing from oral stimulation? Wow. And, and then uh, Father's Day 2000, I recall very distinctly that she planned a really special uh, romantic night. And, yeah. and that one especially highlighted the fact that, gosh, if, if this isn't enough, then who knows what is. So I started researching things yeah. online, yeah. Um, which, you know, it wasn't really um, populated with the information in, two, in 1995. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was that, two years old. That it was by uh, 2001. So I yeah. found a lot of good information about what people were up to, including people that were selling foreskin restoration devices. Wow. And um, I actually ordered one finally a few months later, and it never came. Whoa. And I went back yeah. to the Internet and said, what the hell? Hey, never and, came, just like you. Yeah. The, the, guy, <laughs> exactly. the, the guy who was selling it was like moving or something. So he should have shut off his ordering thing, but he never did. So... I contacted him and he said, I, it's still going to be a couple months. I said, to hell with it. Give me a refund. Yeah. And uh, so by April uh, 2001, I started restoring. So why does somebody need wow. to restore? It's because when you've been circumcised, the sleeve of skin that normally extends far enough to cover the whole end of the penis, yeah. mm -hmm. the, the middle of it has been cut out. Some people say foreskin is the end of the penis. Oh, they cut the tip of my dick off. No, the, the foreskin that's cut away in circumcision is really the middle of the skin tube. Uh -huh. Everybody's skin tube 
is adhered to their shaft at the base oh. and it's adhered to their shaft at the sulcus just behind yeah. the glands yes but somewhere in the middle there is the part that normally lives when you're flaccid out over the end of the penis but when you're erect it's like right on the middle of the shaft yeah so right people say oh it's just a little bit of skin it's just the tip no no it's it's the meat of what you normally are feeling during sex it's it's right in there it's not some extra thing it's it's the main course yeah so um (laughs) having learned all about how that foreskin functions and the fact that when you have a lot of slack skin the, the skin can slink and glide over the erection. It gives oh, you yeah. a frictionless sort of a massage that intact guys say, oh, yeah. And cut, guy, cut guys Hell just yeah. say, what? What would that be like? They have no cut idea guys. because when they're when they're boned up, their skin is just super tight. Yeah. And I mean, and I wouldn't fact, know, but yeah. Yeah. An intact guy, sometimes depending on how slack his skin is, sometimes his skin feels super tight. But mm. that would only be right before climax. When you're when you're ready to come, your your penis gets extra turgid and maybe the skin feels kind of tight just then. Yeah. And so you get this trigger to just yeah let go let go it's tight it's time. Yeah. Well, a cut guy kind of has that same trigger from the get go because uh, their skin is already tight. Yeah. So circumcision, ironically, even though it removes a lot of specialized pleasure receptive nerve endings, can also have the effect of causing prematurity. Ooh, that's yeah. the reason. What that's, people call prematurity. Yeah. And yeah. It all, it also contributing to that is the fact that the glands has this coronal ridge on the back, the, the part that looks like the back of a German helmet. And um, <laughs> What is a German that, helmet? <laughs> you, you've got to watch Hogan's Heroes, I guess. Anyway, so um, that coronal ridge, normally if a penis is inside a vagina and it starts to withdraw, Yeah the skin tube kind of bunches up against that coronal ridge, protecting it from direct friction. Whoa. When that slack is not present, then as the penis withdraws, that coronal ridge scrapes against the vaginal walls and gets a kind of a tickling, which again is really normally only something you you perceive right before you're gonna have an orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it's it's tricking the, the circumcised guy's penis into thinking it's time to come. Yeah, it's so, like um, a desensitized feeling or like a, a heightened feeling. It's not really, there's no really like gray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're missing all the all the supple nerve endings in the, yeah. in the tissue that's been excised. Uh, but you still have these things that trigger ejaculation. So huh. it's like you could cut away just enough to wreck everything as far as pleasure and sumptuousness. Right. But not prevent somebody from, from you know, in impregnating a partner. So that's how circumcision uh. seems to have refined yeah. itself through through ages to, to leave men just capable of reproduction and, and not much else. Right. Which right. you know, I have a much higher standard for what sex ought to be, you know. Okay. It ought to be this so, thing that lasts as long as you want it to last and yeah. feels good the whole time so you're not in any kind of rush to get to the big finish. Yeah, and I think so, like yeah, you're you're just you're just discussing how like there is like a pleasure to it, right? But it's like the during sex like there, there's such an emotional pleasure that is so like derived from like a physical pleasure and i think if you're taking those things away and just focusing on like the the mechanical the the functional you're kind of just losing the whole point of you know doing it right yeah uh, yeah i mean when, when 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 you have a lot of slack skin yeah your partner gets this sort of frictionless plush filled up feeling <laughs> and and you don't need to sort of jackhammer 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm only speaking from a perspective of straight intercourse, but sure. you don't need to jackhammer just to get yourself off. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Um, you, I feel like uh, intact men can have a more of an emotional connection with their partners. And that some people even go so far as to say that the, um, the surface of the foreskin, now the foreskin, part of it, when I say foreskin, I guess I'm just to define things. I'm talking about the skin that is normally cut off in a circumcision. Yes. To me, you have to say that because there's really no such thing as a foreskin. It's, that's just the part that's easiest to cut off. Got that it. The medical profession has decided to give this, this nickname, but it's not like yeah. there's a dotted line as to Rhetoric. where it starts and ends. Yeah. But anyway, so when we, when we cut away the foreskin, we're cutting away some skin that, that originally was facing out all the time mm. that you see. Yes. And some other skin that was rolled inward yes. facing against the glands. So as you transition from the outer facing skin, you get to the tip and then you roll in. Yeah. All the inward facing skin and the glands itself, none of that is skin. What it yeah. is, is mucosa. Uh, mucosa is like what's inside your lips uh, and, uh, you know, inside your whole mouth. It's, it's, it's a smooth kind of a... a boundary to your body that yeah. has no follicles. That's one of the characteristics of mucosa. Ah. And, um, and so you can kind of tell what's mucosal and what's not if you have some skin left on your penis, right? Yeah. And basically it's anything, uh, as you travel away from the body, anything beyond the scar line yeah. is surviving inner foreskin or it's your glands. Huh. So a lot of cut guys have maybe an inch of surviving foreskin. Yeah. And if they would start to wear their skin rolled forward all the time yeah so that that skin that's that's actually mucosa was facing in yeah the glands is protecting that skin just as that skin is protecting ah. the glands and they both become more delightfully ticklish and supple sensitive sure yeah. wow so I, I i started to learn all this from what i read you know way back in 2001 yeah and and really i i, I accuse anyone who hasn't uh, done enough research to find that same information and has, has in the in the meantime you know cut a child right you know my my point of reference is I know for a fact that if you were looking anytime after 2001 you should have found this because I found it yeah so <laughs> I, I have a real problem with people who say you know I did my research that's a yeah. very common phrase at mommy groups <laughs> I did my research and we made our choice and I don't want to hear your opinion about it we've already yeah. done our research well did your yeah. research include the fact that hundreds of thousands of men are non-surgically restoring their foreskins because they want to undo some of the damage from this choice that was forced upon them. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, uh, so I decided I resolved you know, in 2001 to, to do restoring for myself because of what I learned about what the foreskin is yeah. and, and does and what I was missing and, and what could be gained by adding slack skin to my penis. Sure. So and go ahead. No, yeah, I have, I, have a, I have a few questions, I think, along those lines. One, are you, are you Jewish? No. Okay. So have you talked to your parents as why did they decided to circumcise you? Uh, yeah, and that was easy to do because uh, way back in, when I first got married, I, I bought the house next to my mom's. Okay. So I just had to walk 60 feet <laughs> over to her house and say, hey, mom, this was not after yeah. I'd been restoring for several months. Yeah. And I said, hey, mom. Um, I, I want you to know something. I've been restoring my foreskin. Uh, I can tell you about that if you're interested. But basically, the one thing I need from you is if you have any records at all about uh, who circumcised me, who paid for it, who signed any papers, who was there to witness it, I need all that stuff yeah. because 
uh, now that I've been restoring for a while and I understand how, how much better things are getting, yeah, I'd like to file a lawsuit oh. and, and, and stick it to the person who did this, who should have known better. I recognize, yeah. dear mother, that you were a lay person and you thought you yeah. were doing what was best for me, but that medical professional should have known better. Yeah. Anyway, she said, oh my gosh, I thought, I thought your penis worked just fine, you know, because you have two children and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, my standard for what sex is and what a penis it's, should do is way higher than just reproduction. Right. So anyway, she, uh, she quickly turned around. You know, first she started using words like extra skin. And I said, ah, if you ever call it extra again, we're not friends. Yeah. And I gave her a big stack of things to wow. read. And yeah. uh, anyway, so in the meantime, she's become uh, a real advocate on our team. And she offers to help in any way she can. Like, you know, I, you, uh, we're going to get to the fact that I now make foreskin restoration devices. Yeah. She's constantly offering to help make sub-assemblies or enter oh, orders nice. at the computer, this kind of thing. So she's totally on her Wait, team. Wait, so did, My... did you ever find out who, who did it? Oh, who I know who it? did it. Yeah, it, it was, was Dr. Parents. Robert Landgraf in Niles, <laughs> okay. Michigan, but, but he's long dead. Yeah. Oh, yes. So um, yeah. what happened was I wrote a letter to Dr. Robert Landgraf of Niles, yeah. Michigan, and um, to the address that she she gave me. Whoa. And there is still a Dr. Robert Landgraf there, but he's a he's the son of the guy. Oh, my God. And he Wait. specializes in something completely unrelated. I forget if it's orthopedics or something. Yeah. Um, so he just so he did would, this? He just, he just cut it. He was just like, ah. No, no, no. I'm cutting it. The guy I wrote the letter to yeah. is the son of the guy who cut me. Right. Right. So, so, but your doctor, so, the one who cut you, just cut you. Yeah. Right. So, uh, okay. My mom uh, had three daughters before she had me. Okay. But my dad's brother lived across the street. Okay. And that family had three sons before I was born. Okay. So these three older cousins were already circumcised based on whatever bad advice that family got. <laughs> Okay. And I really think the strongest indicator for why I had to be circumcised was the fact that I was going to have these three male cousins in the neighborhood. And, yeah. you know, this was Niles, uh, Niles Michigan. Uh, my grandpa's farm was just down at the corner. And uh, behind that was this creek where we'd go uh, have picnics and swim in the creek. And you can just picture us cousins naked frolicking in the creek. And yeah, wait, 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 why are you different from this guy? And they were probably worried that that would come up. Uh, or maybe they just oh got you know explicit advice about whether to circumcise or not. Um, wow. You know, my mom is pretty religious, and clearly, if you read the whole Bible, at some point you'll read a part about circumcising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you keep reading, and you're careful about it, you'll read in at least a dozen places where the New Testament says, "Don't circumcise." <laughs> so, ah, I interesting. You know, again. In the modern age, we can easily find those citations online. Yeah, yeah. In 1962, when I was born, I can't blame my mom for not knowing all the yeah. places in the New Testament where it says where? not to circumcise. Right. Mostly in Galatians and the right. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. But anyway, wow. um, Dang. It's, it's easy to find online now. Yeah. I love that. I feel like you've just been in the game for so the the, the circumcision game, of course, like for so the sorry the intact versus cut game for so long that you just you have your facts ready, and I love that. I love that you can just throw out a Bible a Bible Un- passage. Unfortunately, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's been a, a long journey already, and uh, I, I feel like I got a lot of work left to do. Yeah, you know. But, so uh, why why this i think like it's interesting i think a lot of my i mean like i've talked to my roommates about this like why do you feel like this is such an important issue for you yeah well it's mainly because it's 
it's the place where I can have an impact. You know, I, since I started doing this in 2001, it, it wasn't long before I switched over from the methods of the people who were <laughs> publishing their methods online to yeah. my own method. Yeah. And um, refining things that I saw because that's just how I am. I'm an engineer. I'm a tinkerer. Yeah. And... Um, and so it wasn't long before I was, instead of using tape, because I did start with the tape. When, when the guy who, who uh, was out of business temporarily mm -hmm. couldn't mm -hmm. send me a device, I said, well, to hell with it. I'll start with some tape, see where that goes. And if it's still, uh, Not really working. I, yeah. if I'm still persuaded that this is a good thing to do, then I'll invest in a fancy device later on. And the, the oh. competing brand was like twice as much money. Oh my God. For that guy. So, yeah. So uh, that's why I, I went to put it off because yeah. said, I'll try the tape first. And then if that, if it really seems promising, then I'll invest in this other brand. So the tape uh, worked. device. The tape worked just fine. My method um, with the tape, what you do, you can picture the little plastic canister that 35 millimeter film is sold in. Okay. Yeah. Now, if that happens to be the right size for the width of your glands. Yeah. And, and we want it to be snug. You don't, we're going to be stretching our skin around this thing. So we don't sure. want it any bigger than necessary. We don't want to grow a baggy skin tube. Yeah. But for me, that it's was like just right. I, yeah. I, I would take a little lotion and lubricate the inside of that plastic cylinder. Nice. Poke my glands inside. <laughs> nice. And then I had a way of attaching a handle to the what would be the closed end of that canister. Whoa. And to the handle, I would clip an elastic strap. Whoa. And the, the strap is, it runs down my leg to just below the knee and wraps around the knee. Right. And I started wearing that at my nine to five job. I Whoa. started wearing it, you know, while sledding and mowing the lawn. And I just, I never wanted to be without it once I started. <laughs> uh, part of the reason for wow. that is when you're using a tape method. Yeah. You know, basically at least once every 24 hours, you should get untaped. Yeah. And, and clean everything off and have yeah, a look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there are lots of guys who don't, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, that's they just keep yeah, that's, the tape on until it absolutely again, won't work anymore. Absolutely disgusting, but very real. So th was so, this painful? So the tape it sounds it. very painful. Is this, this painful? painful? Uh, yeah, the painful part is not the tugging. Uh, while you're tugging, if you're if you're tugging so hard that it hurts, you're definitely doing something doing wrong. wrong. Yeah. Gentle tension will get this job done. But when you're using a tape method, you have to peel the tape off uh, to to start over. Yeah. once a day and so my routine back then i had a nine to five job so i was showering every single day yeah and i would wake up uh soak my tape while showering and then at the end of the shower the last thing i did was carefully peel, peel my skin from the tape wow. and uh depending on the brand of tape and the type of adhesive that might involve adding lotion or baby yeah. oil or something that neutralizes that adhesive wow. so now that's a big mess in your shower but anyway uh, you, you get the tape peeled off you get all washed off, and then you step out of the shower, let your skin dry off for maybe 20 minutes, and, and tape right up again. And, and you're <laughs> off to the races for work. another day. Yeah. All in a day's work. Now, that Taping method, that dick. because I wanted to use a nice tight canister that meant I had to put some lotion in there so that it was slippery enough to get my glands in. Yeah. That meant, you can picture it, my glands was swimming in lotion all day and That's all night. nice, kind of. And right? so, Exactly. Uh, for me, yeah. I experienced a very dramatic, quick rejuvenation of the glands oh. to the point where I went from, uh, I, I explained how sex used to take so long. Yeah. Well, suddenly sex didn't last always as long as I wanted it to. Oh. We would have a, 
have a good laugh. Like, oh my gosh, you're, I'm so ticklish and you're so hot. And <laughs> that's a shame, but it's let's, a good joke. You know, so that, that's important for guys to recognize that that could happen to them. It's kind of yeah. like if you switched from a Vespa to a big old Harley, there's just... going to be some awkward moments while you're getting used to it. But once yeah. you master that new power. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So you're a new man. So, so it's important to be ready for that possibility of, sure. of that prematurity kind of experience. And, and right. the way we think about that is that there is no such thing as premature ejaculation. <laughs> Say it again. Okay. There's okay. no such thing. It is only premature if you stop working to please your partner before he or she has had enough. Okay. That is, if you have an <laughs> orgasm, and it's really quick, just laugh it off. Yeah. It, flatter your partner and say, yeah. "That was that was great. Let me keep working on you." Right. Yeah. That's poke, yeah. I think I think get that's to poking a... and rubbing and licking whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. either eventually either he or she will have had enough, or your penis will be ready for more. You so, just exactly. you just described my sex life. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so once you get into that frame of mind. There yeah. really is no such thing as prematurity, and it takes a lot of the anxiety away. Totally. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was only for a short time while I was always in the lotion. Sure. Um, once I switched to a tapeless method, there wasn't quite so much lotion, and, and so my glands wasn't always just... I don't know how to describe it. You know you know how you feel when you have had a Band-Aid on all weekend, yeah, and you finally take just... it off. The skin under there is like kind of delicately tender. Yeah, it's like fresh. Yeah. And it's like... Anyway. Yeah, it feels weird. So... Uh, you can have that sort of gooey moistness to your glands as much as you want. Yeah. When you're a restorer, you basically decide how moist your glands is by how often you wash. Washing strips away the natural emollient that's sure. supposed to be there. Uh, that emollient yeah. is comprised of uh, basically decaying skin. Yeah. Skin cells. We slough off about a thousand skin cells a minute from our whole bodies. And a bunch of those yeah. are in the in the penis area. And when you're when you're just circumcised, they 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 fly away. They get rubbed off on your underwear, on the bedding, when you yeah. sleep. When your skin is rolled forward and enclosing that space, they hang around and they get digested and dissolved by beneficial bacteria. Ooh. Add to that just um, what about smegma? That's yeah, a real add, thing. Add to the skin cells uh, just humidity and trace amounts of urine and maybe yeah. a little uh, uh, seminal fluid. Yeah, uh, pre-cum you might call it, uh, sure. and, and let that stew and don't wash for a few days, and smegma. you might see smegma. Yeah, smegma is an accumulation that looks kind of like cottage cheese. Dick and, cheese, and you don't have to see it ever, whether yeah. you're restoring or whether you're intact, if you wash as frequently as typical uh, wealthy Humans. Americans do. Yeah, um, but That's if you true. let it go several days, if you go camping for a week, whatever, you're gonna, you're probably going <laughs> to see it. Yeah, I remember. I remember realizing that when I was a kid, and I was like, "Oh my God, there's like stuff under my dick." And I was like, "Oh wait, that is." I was like a kid, and like no one had properly taught me how to clean my dick, right? So I had to be like, "Oh my God, I have to like clean this every night." Yeah, and then. you actually probably did. Crazy. Um, yeah. When when uh, here's here's the thing that's important to know when we're trying I to did. talk I when we're <laughs> when I we're did. trying to talk families into leaving their children intact, yeah. they need to know that. That uh, area inside the, the, the skin does not need to be cleaned any more than you would clean inside a girl's vagina. I was going to say, you know, it's like self-cleaning. You wipe, you wipe the surface yeah. and, and end it. 
And yeah. only the owner should ever retract a foreskin. <laughs> okay. That's important to know. It's good advice. When you're That's taking your baby to the doctor, yeah. only the owner should ever retract a foreskin. If your doctor has a reason to see the glands of a penis of an infant, yeah. your doctor is incompetent. The only reason there could ever be is if there's some kind of malformation or infection medical thing, that's yeah. really raging. Yeah. Uh, if the baby's not urinating, then maybe you want to pry the skin back a teeny bit to see what you can see. Oh. But generally, forcibly retracting the skin while it's still fused to the head of the penis yeah. of that infant. In the wow. same way that the fingernails are fused to your finger. Sure. You, you would never tear back to see what's going on under your fingernail. Um, while, no. while it's still fused, you don't retract the foreskin. And uh, doing that is malpractice. It causes injury. It's going to cause lesions sure. as you're tearing that natural bond. And those yeah. lesions, uh, when they heal, are, are scar tissue that, that leaves the foreskin too tight. And that actually might be a reason wow. to circumcise. So a lot of the cases where the doctor, at a, when a child, say, 10 to 14, says, that, that kid needs to be circumcised. Look how tight that foreskin is was probably caused by that doctor or a different doctor giving bad treatment earlier yeah. in the child's life. Dang. So, so parents yeah. need to know, don't let anybody retract your child's foreskin. That's number one. And number two, yeah. what you experienced as the, the, the adhesions between your tiny baby foreskin and your tiny baby penis were breaking down, yeah. you do get an accumulation of what it was that that synechial membrane uh, comprised. And, and those can become something that are often called pearly penile papules, or uh, there's other names. Uh, I like you that can, one. <laughs> you can see things inside there where you would ever look, but you don't need to look. Unless the child is uncomfortable, uh, hmm. can't urinate, whatever, the fact that they're in there shouldn't bother anybody. We wash yeah. the area, not for medical or health reasons, but for social reasons. Sure. So at some point, huh. when it matters to that child, they will do some washing. And then they'll yeah. have a nice, fresh-smelling, tasting-looking uh, penis. But until yeah. then, it really doesn't matter. Just like it doesn't matter in a girl, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, that's, um, that's a whole I, other. Pop. I only that's I like to harp pop. on that because uh, you know through our work we wind up convincing families that they should have left their kid intact or they'll let, they'll yeah. leave their next kid intact. But once they do, the the battle's not over because you're still fighting incompetent medical. Yeah. Uh, practitioners who were educated, you know, decades ago, right, and don't know that most of the wow. world's medical associations explicitly advise that only the owner should retract a foreskin. Interesting. Wow. I mean, it's kind of crazy that you're saying all this stuff, and I feel like thinking about like just the world. It's like most of the world is not cut. You know what I'm right. saying? It's just it's yeah. just crazy that it's such an American and like not even in Europe. It's not even just like a like a white thing. It's literally just like Americans like to cut. Yeah. It's so yeah, strange. Th th there are so many intact people in um, in Brazil, yeah, and Argentina and China, Asia. all up? throughout Asia. The, the exception being the Philippines, where um, it appears that, uh, well, who knows what the reasons are, but yeah. about ninety percent of adults in the Philippines have been circumcised sometime before they get to adulthood. But yeah. it's it's not a whole lot of infant cutting. Yeah, the place that cuts infants for non-religious reasons is the U.S. And there's there's one African nation, gosh, I don't remember the name, <laughs> uh, where they have a lot of Coptic Christians. Chad, and um, sure. They, <laughs> for sure. And, and they'll they'll cut about half of their infants. We cut more than half of just over half of our infants. Yeah. Um, but no wow. place else cuts the majority for for non-religious reasons. Interesting. And 
yeah, I mean, I kind of want to bring this back to you. I feel like this is a lot of information. Um, one, I'm assuming your sex has gotten much better now, right? Yeah, I, I have an exhibit on my website. If you go to tlctucker.com. <laughs> you just have slash... an exhibit of your sex life? Just <laughs> yeah, a blog. Just, basically, just... <laughs> tlctucker.com slash benefits. Okay. You'll see my article about the benefits of restoration, which I, I wrote in 2009 when okay. it was still kind of fresh to me because I, I, yeah. I, I restored between 2001 and 2006. Yeah. Um, so I, I, at that time, I, was, I made a sort of a diary of this is, this is what's different and this is how. Yeah. And I always share that with people because even if I was to, a, asked to summon all those facts now, I don't even remember all of them because well, what are the, what are the no big, longer, What are the big important ones for you? It's no longer a big change. But um, yeah. The one that really surprised me was the fact that I, sometimes during sex, I swear it's like my penis is speaking my wife's thoughts to me. <laughs> I mean, that's, that sounds utterly insane, and it probably yeah. is, but what I mean by that is that it's almost like we have a hormonal interchange. Connection. It's like yeah. I can perceive her, the intensity of her feelings uh, by <laughs> yeah. some hormones that are in there. I don't know. Yeah. And, and And so I have a kind of a... The only thing I can compare it to is um, each time my kids were born, Yeah, I'm in the delivery room. I'm not delivering any baby, but yeah. I'll be Feel damned. The, the moment that kid squirts out, something, a rush of sensation came over yeah. me Yeah, uh, that made me just feel so connected and alive. Yeah. And uh, I kind of get, during sex, I kind of would start to get that same kind of feeling that wow. I never noticed before restoring. It's like a but deep connection. The, yeah. yeah. The other one is that because I have a lot of slack skin on my penis, when we have sex, there's a sort of a, a lubrication that's that's achieved by the fact that the skin is slinking around. So there's less direct friction to my partner. Huh. What that means, and the reason it means we're having better sex, is because uh, she's, she doesn't get rubbed raw. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she literally would get, she would get yeah. raw and need days off. After one of these times, you know, I, I described wow. the time when she would say, geez, ha have you had enough? Because it's been like most of an hour here. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, so that, that would no longer happen. So we could have sex every day or in the morning and the same night. Yeah. Uh, that was never a thing before I was restored. Yeah. So bring it. I mean, like that. This is a good segue. I, I'm a, your wife seems very supportive of you doing this. Oh, yeah. Family, it's, it's, right? it's funny because um, that April day in 2001, when I said, you know, hon, I, there's something I have to tell you about. I've been, you know how I've been staying up late researching things all these nights. Uh, I need to sum up what I've learned. I'm going to start restoring my foreskin. And it's going to mean that my penis is going to have tape on it uh, yeah. for many hours a day or many days in a row. So I'm going to need your, your cooperation to, uh, to let Just me know when it's patient. time to be untaped. Yeah. And uh, she, Yeah, what was her reaction? She tried to digest that, and then she quickly realized <laughs> it's it's April first. Ha! You got me. <laughs> and I She's said, smart. No, it's, She's smart. It's not ridiculous. I'm serious, and I'm, I'm going to need your support. You know, and, I, and I've had yeah. her support ever since. Amazing. So, uh, that's great. Yeah, her reaction that. was that you know whatever you got to do. Uh, what am I going to tell you? You know, think about it. If 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 you had a partner who'd had uh, breast cancer, yeah, and had a had a mastectomy as a result. Uh, would you begrudge love her less? Yeah, you no. wouldn't begrudge that partner the opportunity to have implants that made her feel, you know, like people weren't going to stare at her for for not having breasts, and you wouldn't begrudge mm -hmm. her the chance to maybe get nipples tattooed on those implants yeah, yeah, in that, yeah, that that area to make it less uh, obvious if she's in a locker room. Uh, 
whatever whatever you need to do because you've suffered something that that isn't typical for the human experience so undo yeah. it and and right. people should feel the same way about foreskin restoration it's perfectly unnatural to be missing part of your body so yeah it's a reasonable accommodation to tell your partner yes you know by the way wink wink uh tonight would be a great time to get untaped early let's <laughs> let's hop in this sack all clean as a whistle well do you have you what what are your friendships like and your and your like you know like how i'm just curious like uh socially like how do you how do you navigate that sort yeah of it's, world? that's an interesting question because um around the time that i started restoring uh we were hanging around with friends uh our, our daughter's friends families you know from like kindergarten through fifth grade say and okay. so the parents of those kids got to be our our friends yeah and it, it wouldn't take too long you know the kids are playing in the sandbox in the backyard and we're having beers in the house yeah and at some point it's like so, so what do you ron. do ron what are you up to yeah, yeah. and and at, at some point i was in the business of making and offering these devices to people online and yeah. that would come up and uh, so not every family was was too excited about it. some people mm -hmm. you know took it kind of personally well we we circumcised our kid and who are you to come in here and and make us remind us judged. by your very presence that we yeah. did something horrible yeah so it's been kind of hard yeah to um keep the local friendships that that we had before i got into this sure but frankly that's, anybody that's who tough. was really Anybody who was really worth anything didn't dump us for that kind of a reason. So yeah, we, we do have very few but good, close good friends. Right. And then I have a lot of uh, people I never would have met that yeah, I know from, from online. The, right. you know, internationally, I know people in New Zealand and, and UK. That's so cool. And some of them I've seen face-to-face, -face, uh, not yeah. all of them. But um, so I, I have a, you know thousands or, of Facebook friends, but most of them I don't know. But the ones I do know, if I see them someplace, like at a, at, we, we do... Um, anti-circumcision demonstrations and rallies mm. and protests and this kind of thing sure when i see them at those places there's always big hugs and everything so i, I consider yeah. myself somebody with a lot of friends just not too many locally yeah well ron mm -hmm. i'll be your friend i'll be another friend yeah. of yours how right? wonderful <laughs> yeah we can be friends uh yeah. but i mean this actually is a good segue also to the point that we sort of talked on the phone about this but have you started to see people take this sort of um mission this sort of uh, this uh, this goal, this sort of message, and sort of twisted it into their own, I guess, hateful rhetoric, perchance. Whoa, cliffhanger! My God, what's gonna happen? What's he gonna say? What am I gonna say? Who knows? I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, that was the end of part one. So if you want to hear the rest of it, and check out part two. So uh, yeah, I'll see you guys over there. Peace.